Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 371, and I think I'm going to call it sometimes even interesting things need to go. You know, there's a reason why we don't use, is this interesting? Do I think it's cool as decluttering questions in my process? Because I think things are interesting that other people don't think are interesting. So I'm having a conversation today with one of my kindred spirits who are, um, those are the people who are patrons of the show. That's who gets to apply to do these strategy sessions. And um, she has interesting things from travels and all that. And so we talk through how to decide what stays and what what goes because she's been making so much progress in her home. And so it makes that stuff look a little different to you at some point. So just kind of talking through that and some other things. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Just want to remind you, if you're interested in being a patron of the show, which means that you can apply to do one of these sessions uh, and you get to be part of the super secret, lovely, supportive Facebook group, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. All right, here's my conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciated what you said as we were getting started, which was that it's helped you to hear other people's stories. And so you're willing to share yours so other people can be helped as well. So that means a lot. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself and your unique life situation. So it's just me and my husband and we both teach and we're a little bit older. We're in our uh, early fifties. And it's just the two of us, no pets, no kids. And so it's a lot easier for me to kind of take care of my own stuff because Mm -hmm. everyone has their own location in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, there are plenty of challenges no matter what. So it's really great to see the advantages and say, okay, I'm going to embrace that this is an advantage for sure. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Okay. So tell me what are some things that have been working well for you in your home? So I think some of the big things that have been working really well is a, like from a practical point of view, I have a donate box at the front door and an electronics donate box, like to go to e-waste. And so my husband, because I've been doing things, 
is actually doing things on his own and he has a place to put it. So, so having the, you're saying having the donate box has encouraged him to declutter on his own. Wow. I know. And I think kind of the other pieces, like the strategies of like the process never ends. It's ongoing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, progress only progress. And I think that for myself, taking care of my own things has been eye opening <laughs> because <laughs> right <laughs> um, there. <laughs> There is plenty for me to do before I worry about other people's stuff. And actually, I'm an adult and I don't want to touch other people's stuff anymore. Yeah. I so tell me about tell me about the e-waste. Is that a is that something your area provides? It is. Um That's wonderful. so there's like a, you can take it to the dump. And so we're able to recycle. We have a great Goodwill and a bunch of other stores. Um, We have a place that we can drop off um, like pieces of a house that you can take over. It's right next to Goodwill, literally, where you can just hand it over and it's like Habitat for Humanity kind of. Yeah, it's like construction materials. Exactly. And and even like piping and things like that. And then my dad is a regular visitor. So when I have paint or something like that, so it's amazing how much trash exists in your home. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's fantastic. So you fill up the e-waste and then when it's full, you take it to the dump or you can take it to the dump. And so it's pretty easy. That's great. We can go down to the beach, down the street, and then we can just stop by that location and just drop it off. So it's super simple. It's it's like part of the natural flow. Because I think one thing that you say a lot is like, just get it out of the house. So definitely it just needs to leave. Like today, this weekend, I've been cleaning like decluttering like a crazy person because um we are getting a slightly larger car because our car broke down so we have to fit into the garage and also um I was excited to be talking to you so I've since the all-day declutter the house is just trash is leaving recycling is leaving goodwill and so um I timed myself for the first time and figured out how long did it take me to load like an entire carload of stuff in the car, drive over to Goodwill, drop off, drop it off there and come home. And it was um, 15 minutes. Oh, my word. That is amazing. That's amazing. Now, okay. I'm just going to say for the, from the perspective of all the people who feel jealousy right now, Mm -hmm. I still think that's a fantastic idea to time yourself on how long it takes to actually go and get that stuff out. Because even for me, it is an actual drive and yet timing yourself. That's a fantastic idea because it's like, okay, now I know it's a hour and a half process or whatever. All right. I can fit it into my day, but that 15 minutes, that's so great that, um, that you're able to do that. And I, I think what you're saying about having the established spot being inspirational without you having to say anything uh, for your um, husband, SCCs that start to fill up. I mean, it becomes obvious 
what that is. And it's like, oh, I can put stuff in there too. And yeah. And sometimes when it gets full, he's the first one to take it. He's like, oh, I'll go drop it off. <laughs> it's happening. That's fantastic. Yay. Yeah. Let's celebrate that for sure. We'll tell oh, I'm just like, I'm... Yes. I love I'm it. Very excited. Yeah. So what's something else that's working? I think it's that progress and only progress. I think about like you take progress and no progress. You take those awkward pauses and you take that idea and apply things so that you're like, you know what? I'm, you know, sitting here waiting for the Zoom to start. You know what? I have too many pens. Let me just make sure they all work, you know? And so it's amazing to kind of just integrate it into what you do. So three minutes here, a second, you know, a minute here. And I think that that finally clicked. And so it's made a huge difference because it's never going to end. Right. But if you just kind of do a little bit that way, it just, it just keeps going. It's, it's just, you know, makes it better. Well, and I think it's that what I'm hearing you say is knowing it never ends means why not do a little bit as opposed to thinking, well, I want to do it all and do it correctly so that I never have to do it again. Then I am setting it up to be this big daunting thing that I need to really be ready to tackle. It's not a project. It's not a project. I am definitely project brain. So I think that it's just part of life. Mm -hmm. Like thinking about that, like this is just part of life. And I think that for me, it's, you know, you're taking stuff into your house. It's also like physicality. Like you've got more stuff than you got. You have stuff. Yes. So that kind of is a little bit of a hindrance to your own, like, health and relationships and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Love it. That's great. Well, what's something that you want to talk about that you'd like to go over for your own home? So I recently listened to a couple of your decluttering deep dives. Okay. Can you share more about this idea and specifically about the um, identity um, clutter about incorporating it more into everyday life? Yeah. So, um, I feel like I need to explain, cause I haven't talked a lot about the decluttering deep dives. Um, I'm glad you found them. How'd you find them? I found them through, um, my library. Okay. And there were two of them. I didn't realize there were more. And then I went to, uh, Amazon and I saw them. So I've, yeah. I've listened to two of them so far. Okay. And well, I was like, yeah, I hadn't, you hadn't said anything yet. <laughs> so I'll stop and explain exactly even though I don't quite understand what they are. But anyway, so uh, my publisher of my books wanted to experiment with audio products. That's what we're calling them. And it's basically like things are moving toward audio. We want to do some audio experimentation. And I have the kind of personality where I'm like, well, if y'all are wanting to experiment with something and you want me to be the one to do it, I love doing stuff like that. Like I, I find that I am... I am one of their people that they keep coming back to and saying, Hey, we want to try this. And you always basically are game for anything. So let's try it. So anyway, that's ba- basically what this is. It's not a book. It's not a podcast. It's professionally produced. Like I go into the studio and do these, but they're more similar to a podcast than a book. 
And it's confused. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't talked about it a lot yet, because it is hard to explain. And so you can get them on audiobook platforms. So you found yours at the library. They will be available at libraries, but you may have to request that your library get them. Cause like, even though something might be in overdrive or Libby or whatever, or Hoopla, it's not that that's one database for all libraries. It's like a library has to actually purchase the item for it, their library patrons to be able to get anyway. Well, and it, it's one of those things too, where it's like, it's not a book, but then the only thing they really have in that is books. I know we're going into all of this and people are getting more and more confused, but basically, <laughs> yes, they are for purchase. You can use an audiobook credit. If you are using a service for that, I don't recommend that because credits are generally $15 and these are more like four and $5 usually. I can't guarantee you how much they cost. I don't have any control over that. But so they're they're like, it's like a 45 minutes to an hour and I dive into a subject. And, and part of the reason, honestly, is that there are people who don't listen to podcasts, but do listen to my audiobooks all the time. And so this is a way to kind of bring them more in on, you know, diving into these subjects. So I'm tackling different things. So I talk about identity clutter and one of them. So the overall, and I'm sitting here going, what did I talk about in that one? But anyway. But it's basically like tackling your clutter and realizing that so many times it represents your identity, you know, and that's part of the reason why it's so hard to get rid of it is because it feels like letting go of this item is letting go of a phase of your life or who you thought you were going to be or who you once were and and all of that. So can you give me some specifics on like what in there resonated with you or you want to dive in more to? Like, what were some things about that that stuck out to you? Well, I think one thing that really helps, um, and I know that you had, um, you had mentioned this before and in like a podcast and stuff is when your daughter like was in her teens and uh, her aunt, I believe, had made this really wonderful wall hanging based on words that described your daughter at a particular time in her life. And that at some point she was like, that your daughter was like, I don't know if this represents me anymore. Right. And so that really, that really rang true to me. And I think the other part was like, it's okay to let go of like, I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this. I have all the the pieces and parts. I love to craft. I love to sew. And so I think that other piece is like, when you let go of it, I always was like, oh, that means something about me personally, um, a failure, or why didn't I do that? Or, you know, all these excuses. And I have to tell you, it's been shockingly freeing, shockingly freeing. What have you been willing to get rid of after thinking through things this way? So I went through my hope chest, like we're that deep. Okay. So I got rid of a bunch of my Girl Scout badges. I kept one little thing um, off one of them. And I mean, these things were packed and I was the equivalent of an Eagle Scout. And so, so I had a lot of stuff and all the way to brownies. And then I got rid of... I found an old blanket that was mine and it took me a second. And um, so stuff from when I was really young and then more recently 
I pulled some things out and I was like, this is someone else's memory. And I don't really want it. And what does it mean to me? So I think, I mean, it's been crazy. So I got rid of some like old books that I read when I was a kid, like Little House on the Prairie and Little Women, you know, because I can always get those at the library. And (laughs) um, and so I think that there were uh, baby clothes from when I was a kid, these beautiful knitted things. Um, hand crocheted by my grandmother and great grandmother, I got rid of, and, and some of this were good enough to actually like give to Goodwill, mm-hmm. while other things I had to throw them in the trash. Yeah, it was very difficult. Um, and then I just it's shocking, but I got rid of pictures. Wow, and negatives. I really went to that concept. You know, you've talked a lot about. Clearly, I've listened to almost every single podcast since I found you. I've read all of your books multiple times, and um, I am loving your YouTubes. I finally, like, read is so funny. (laughs) Credit. So just if you never watch the YouTubes, they're awesome. There's great credits at the end. I think that, um, you know, you were talking about, I don't know if it was recently or older ones, but piles are not memories. Mm -hmm. And so I really, you know, been trying to integrate that. And so I was pulling things out and I was like, I found all these cards that when my grandmother passed away and my grandfather, that my mom, my grandmother was very organized. And so she handed over, my mom handed over like every card I'd ever sent her from like a kid. And so I looked at things and I recycled and I had, I have a little box like this big. It's about that thick, about an inch and a half, two inches. And I just put a couple things in there and then other stuff. I was like, no one else wants this. No one else is going. And I get the memory and then I keep one thing. And so it'll be curated. So it sounds like a couple of things here. It sounds like the identity acknowledging that some of the things that you thought were sentimental and that you were attached to actually, it was just the identity phase that they represented. That, that was what it felt like. If I give this up, then I am letting go of this identity. But when you realize, wait a minute, I have an identity right now that deserves priority in the space then that helped you kind of look at your sentimental stuff in a different way. Is that what you're saying? Definitely. Like giving your, your right now you priority, but I love what you're saying here too, because you're, you, I didn't hear you say that you became heartless and didn't care anymore and got rid of everything. Instead, you said it gave me the permission to go in and say, I am not this person anymore. So I'm going to see this stuff differently and I'm going to keep one badge And that one badge represents this phase of my life just as much as 45. I don't know. You may have had 200 badges. I don't know. (laughs) But, but, you know, this one badge does that and doesn't take up the space that makes my current identity difficult to manage. Right. Is that what I'm hearing you say? 
Completely. I mean, even with my grandparents' items, I found a painting that I had done when I was a kid. I used to take lessons with this wonderful woman that my mom was with. And I found this beautiful like picture that was, and so I kept that because that room, I mean, there were a bunch of other drawings. I mean, from when I was a child all the way until, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And so I kept a little bit of things that just made me happy. And now there's room in there to put now memories. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. So what are some things you have room for now that you didn't have room for before? I had locations that kind of photographs went or, um, or they were in a scrapbook, but now those items can kind of coalesce into one place. So I think I was watching one of the YouTubes and you're like, you found a picture and you're like, oh, where does this picture go with the pictures? And I was like, hmm. 
don't I kind of have this box over here that has pictures and I have this one here and that one there. So it's things that are from me and my husband about things for me, things that, I mean, I know I'm not being specific. It's kind of, it's not that it's hard. It's just like things that bring up memories. And so instead of them being kind of in like disparate places <laughs> around everywhere, I now have like almost a completely empty cedar chest to put things in. That's awesome. Well, and and two, with the whole pictures, if you ask yourself, where does this go? And you do think of four different places. The real question that you're asking is actually, where would I look for this first? Which then identifies the place that pictures need to go, as opposed to where do pictures go? Well, there's lots of places pictures go, but where would I look for where would I look first is actually only one place, right? And so that kind of helps narrow it down, which then becomes a container. And I also heard you mention too, that going through these highly sentimental photos and um, cards and things from grandparents, the container concept, it sounds like is what, what made it possible because you had a defined space and that, did that make it easy for you to identify which ones deserve to go in that space? Or did you fill it up completely and then have to make hard decisions? Actually, it was the opposite. And I think I like mentally prepared myself to say, I want to go through there, not a plan, not a plan, not wrote anything down, but, and it's maybe got a 16th of what it had in it. I think the one set thing you said, and I would like my, you know, whoever's listening to this, I didn't just throw everything out and not that some of these weren't hard, but some of them easier because I didn't remember sending that while other things were like a recipe from my grandmother that, you know, she had sent uh, to me that I found again in the stuff. So now it's in the little grandmother pile, you know? And so I think if I had not been like thinking about this since like I first read your book, like you're a couple of years ago, that it was too, too hard. Like it was just too hard because I would have gotten rid of just a little bit and almost everything else would have stayed. So it helped you to have dealt with a lot of other clutter before you got to the sentimental stuff, which is one of my biggest rules is because everybody wants to ask about these really, really hard questions. And I'm like, have you done all the other decluttering first? You know, because that builds your decluttering muscles. It starts to help you see your stuff differently. It starts to help you appreciate empty space and blah, blah, blah. So uh, was there anything else with identity clutter that you had questions about or? Um, I could talk to you all day. So <laughs> <laughs> how do you like that answer? <laughs> so it's probably, you know, time to move on, right? Okay, sure. We can... all of your, li your listeners are just like, ugh. No, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I really like that you pointed out how identity and sentimentality can get blurry and mixed together. And it was helpful for you to start to identify, maybe this is more about an identity that I need to accept. I have, I am no longer, you know, so it's like, instead of, and it turns things from, you know, a lot of times with an identity, you have supplies, right? So like, I was crafty, I was a seamstress, I was, uh, you know, a Girl Scout, and I needed all the different, you know, things. And it's like, okay, that all that stuff was necessary for an identity. 
but for the mem, it's now not an identity anymore. It's a memory. And so if it's a memory, then I don't need all the supplies to maintain the memory. I just need something to remind me of that, like one small item. So that's good. Yeah. And, and I do think, um, like, I heard someone talk about this the other day is like, I got rid of all these like baby clothes, but I had kept them thinking when we had a child, we would have all these things made by my grandmother and great grandmother and they, they're gorgeous. And that's hard to give up. Like Mm -hmm. that's not who I am anymore. And babies aren't going to be coming. Yeah. So anyway, I think but for some reason, I'm excited I'll be able to find everything in one place. Not not right this second. There's been a lot of pictures taken that I'm not sharing on Facebook anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for sharing all of that. So tell me, what's the next situation that you'd like to talk about? So I've been decluttering like in the rest of the house, not sentimental. St- well, some is sentimental, but decluttering all this stuff and like maybe something's gotten old or worn out. And I came with a dowry basically like from it, it just, that's how my family collected stuff. We don't have a lot of money, but like things collected. Mm-hmm. And so I've been replacing old with like gorgeous stuff. I'm like, there's no reason for it to sit in the box, especially now that I refound it. So <laughs> I'm switching, but I am really struggling. Look, there's stuff that's good. And it's not amazing, but it's really good. And I'm struggling with that middle part. Like, what do I do with that? I can make it, I can make anything fit. So, okay. Give me an example of what you mean by something that's good. So, um, I found a bunch of like crystal bowls that I had um, things that my grandmother gave to me. I have China from like my great grandmother and I have plenty of other sets. And so um, I found some like silver plated trays and some nice linens that are, are nice, but they're not incredible. And, and it's hard because um, most people would be like super happy with good and new and fabulous while I have stuff that I've decided is I like better. Okay. I don't, it's hard to get rid of that. Okay. So it's good stuff. It's high quality stuff that you are not using. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what kind of, um, for the stuff that you are using, where does it live? Like, where is its place where you would look for it first, where it has an established home now? Um, it's, it's in the kitchen. We live in a little, a little place. So kind of the kitchen, living room, everything's kind of together. And so where the dining room table is, that's where like the linens go. And, um, and so they all have a place and I can like find them. And I've been trying to pick the ones I really love or have a memory, but it's like the, where the linens go. I mean, it fits. <laughs> okay. It does it fit. <laughs> You're like it, 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 it technically fits. Does it fit usably and get toably? I can get to it, but it's like your mom. 
it's like they're all it all together like okay each does it but i can't like i can't always find the prettiest ones okay so you can't find the prettiest ones which means it's over your clutter threshold those drawers are definitely okay all right then um and are you still finding more linens that will go there as the place where you would look for them first I've always been what I think you all have described it as like meta organizing. So everything has a big place. Like it's over there Mm -hmm. in that dresser. But then like, I'll come home with something from like the secondhand store, which I have not been to for a while. (laughs) And um, the cluttering will cure you of that, won't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, it's like, I have one. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I think it just needs more practice. I mean, I feel like I have tools, but I still, I still struggle. Okay. Um, here, here's what I would do because you're bringing it up as a, as a space now it fits right now. So if there is visible clutter that you could still be dealing with, then I would do that first. But if you're down to the point where you're like, no, this, this drawer is bothering me enough to talk to Dana about it. You know what I mean? Like I know that there's more in this space that I could be, I would just say, okay, I know there needs to be less. I am going to pull out my least favorites. So you're not saying the, the less valuable, you're not saying the bad stuff. You're not, you're not condemning any of that stuff. You're just saying out of these, I'm going to pull out my least favorite until I can see and access a little bit better. And it may be a little stage at a time. I mean, you might only be able to pull two or three out the first time. And then you're like, well, I can't do anymore. Okay. And then you live with it for a while and you realize this is still hard for me to deal with. Like, I still can't find the ones that I actually need. I got to get rid of more because it's over my clutter threshold. You know, yes, technically it fits. Yes, I can shove it all in there, but I can't use it with my, how I operate. You know, I can't find the things I want. So I'm going to pull out more and always going with, I'm just going to pull my least favorite out, you know, without pulling everything out, without rearranging everything. Just say, I'm just going to do this so that there's less in here so I can get to it more easily. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think the part you just said that is a really good piece is that I think I've heard you say these other things before, but the don't rearrange, not, it's not stuffed shifting because it's all in the same drawer, but it's like, okay, just don't make it perfect. Don't try to I mean, it's pretty organized because mm-hmm. like as with like, but it's like, just take out, take a little bit more out later. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's what I'm hearing then. Right? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I mean, just go with that until it becomes easy. Like the goal is that it becomes easy. And right now, from what you're saying, it's not easy. It's bothering you all of that. So it's not because there may be times where it's like, well, this is a perfectly good item. And here's a really fancy, expensive item, but this is the one I actually like, you know, like this is the one I'm actually going to use. And so using that least favorite, least favorite, least favorite, because something has to go because I can't maintain this least favorite, least favorite until, until it's maintainable. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I think the, the not rearranging is the thing that clinched it finally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
What's your other thing you want to talk about? So since I was like a kid, like little, I've had a passport and we've, we've traveled a lot. My husband's traveled a lot. We've traveled a lot together. My family, um, I have friends through a number of different ways all over the world. So I literally have things in my house from every continent except for, well, Antarctica. But no, I, I haven't, haven't been there yet either. I could have gone. I'm, I'm working on one of my really? friends to do research. To do research. Oh my goodness. How fun. So, um, do have you, I'm so sorry. Have you, have you read the, where'd you go, Bernadette? You know, no, I haven't. Did you like it? I, I heard other people say that. So I liked the book. The book is different. It's real different. Like, cause it's kind of a collection of evidence or something, you know, where it's being read through and all. I have heard people say they hated the movie. I loved the movie okay. so much because let me just tell you, it's a lot about identity. I mean, anyway, if you're wanting to go to Antarctica for research, I would recommend it. So anyway, oh, awesome. <laughs> I cry every time I li- I watch it. I think it's so good. We are off the subject, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes. I would never do that in real life. Yeah. I mean, definitely. No one that you know, no one that knows me would ever say that I ever did that. I'm very, you know, I'm never stream of consciousness. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think, you know, I have these different items and they are clustered, like all the stuff from the continent of Africa, not, I realize that's not a country, the stuff yes. from the Middle East, that is also not a country. Right. I, uh, grew up in another uh, I, I spent part of my life in a different country. And so a lot of that is all in one place. And then my husband and I were on sabbatical and so in a different country. So, so everything's got a place. It's mostly on the walls. It's kind of decorated, but recently I've noticed there are certain things that look dusty, mm-hmm. like they're all together and some of these are mine and some of them were gifts, which I feel kind of bad about. Yeah. And then there's stuff that's other people's where I'm like, well, they collected these at the same time, but I only like this one. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I do like, I'm just, those are the things I'm struggling. That's another area I struggle with. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So I I think it's really similar to those... um, table coverings that we were talking about. I mean, it's really, so what you're saying is it's not like these things are in a pile. They are out, they are displaying, 
but they're starting to, and I think part of this is because you're experiencing how much easier it is to maintain your house and also live the life you want to live, not worrying about your house so much when you have less stuff. And so you're starting to see the appeal of less stuff, which then makes areas that have too much in them more obvious to you, right? And you've been, go ahead, go ahead. Much lower clutter threshold than I thought. Yes. Well, and it's much lower. Sorry. It's a clutter threat. When you talk about the dusting, there are people who see a speck of dust and just naturally kind of flick it off so that they don't have to do the big dusting. Then there are people like me who don't ever think about dusting until things are fuzzy. You know, I mean like that, you know, so there, wherever you are on that spectrum, it's like, it is easier for me to just have less stuff so that I have less to dust. I know from my own experience in a lot of things that I've bought in markets and things, some of those that the surface on them tends to gather dust more. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe wooden pieces. Yes. Right. It gets that. And so your identity now is you are who you are because of all these phases of your life and because of all these countries that you visited and lived in and loved people in. So all of that contributes to you, but you are you right now. And so that means that you don't have to keep all of that stuff, but you don't want to get rid of all of it either. Like we're not, we around here don't ever say get rid of all of that. Instead, it's look at this space and you say, okay, this is the stuff that I collected from this specific country or era of my life. Okay. And it feels like too much. It's, it's just kind of, it's, it's too much, too much for me to handle. I'm, I'm, I just am learning to like less open space, uh, less stuff, more open space. And so I'm going to take my least favorite couple of things out. Even if it's one thing, I'm just going to remove my, my least favorite. And maybe it's my least favorite because it constantly falls off the wall because it was, you know, kind of weird at whatever, or it, It's my least favorite because it's actually broken and nobody else knows that this is not what it's supposed to look like, but I do because I, you know, what all these different things, whatever the reason is, I'm going to pull my least favorite and I'm going to donate that item because, you know, it's going to be interesting to someone who hasn't gotten to have those experiences the way that you have, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to donate those things and make this space more manageable for me, less stressful for me, because it's not something weighing on me as something that I'm going to have to do. You know, it's not reminding me that I haven't dusted in a while. You can get away without dusting if you have stuff that doesn't show dust, right? (laughs) So anyway, does that make sense? It does make sense. I mean, the stuff that belongs to me isn't such a problem. I guess I've been one of the things you said, and and I think this kind of is the answer to the question, but it's like, I don't want to be the dumping ground mm-hmm. because I think that before I loved it and now I'm like, well, this was someone else's experience. I enjoyed the item and who gave it to me and the memories, but now it's becoming stuff after however many years. And, um, well, and yeah. you've lived and you've done a lot of really cool stuff. And so the container of your life and your house, the f- number one thing, the, the top priority things that should go in there are the things that you personally experienced. And you don't have room for all of that. And 
the stuff that people are like, oh, she loves to travel. She'll appreciate this. You can totally appreciate it and not keep it in your house and only keep the stuff that you personally, you know, have a very direct memory that you want to treasure related to it. I do have to say this is on the subject, but a little bit off is I love your old YouTube videos when you're Noni and you're (laughs) talking, you dress up and you're talking to another individual. Yes. You should tell people this and and have these like why I can't take your stuff home. That they're fabulous. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Those were so much fun to make all by myself at home <laughs> um, years and years ago. No, I played different characters. I played myself and then I played these other characters trying to unload their clutter on me and me like, oh no, sorry, not gonna do that. Um, that's great. But but does that does that help? I think that really helps. I think. I think it really helps because it's like, don't worry about other people. You did enjoy it for a long time, even if just a short time. And if you don't enjoy it anymore, why do you have it? And if it's not your memories and there's only so much space, there's only so much space. So kind of, again, kind of curating it to not only what you like and getting rid of a little bit, but also I think, you know, that where are you in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your, um, what do you say? Your unique life situation, situation. Yeah. or you say something about like kind of your era in life. I can't yeah. think of the right word that you say, I but what I've said, you're like, <laughs> you're like, I don't know. No, I, I think that's, that's a big part of it is like the life you live right now is the one that gets priority. And I mean, if you think about, you're like, if you tried to keep everything that you had from all the different, very interesting phases of life that you really did love, you wouldn't have the space or the bandwidth for your current life. And you've got to give that priority. So it's like letting those things be pared down to the point where, you know, then you're able to really focus on the right now and always remembering too. And I know sometimes people buy things as souvenirs because they specifically thought of you. But also remembering, I I always remind myself, if somebody didn't want this in their own house, it is not my responsibility to be their dumping ground. You know, I mean, this is not, that's, that's not my role in life anymore. It was my role at one point. You know, I was the person who appreciated anything other people wanted to get rid of. That's not my identity anymore. My identity now is somebody who's, you know, really prioritizes living in my space and not using it as storage. Definitely. Definitely. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I would just like to share that before even saying that I was going to come on, I was a little nervous and I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you after hearing all these different interviews over the years. And I thought it was really important to say, like, you kind of took all this, what seemingly is disparate, like strategies and thinking about how you're working within your life. And somehow this method, just your strategies, your mindset has just really brought it together. And I also wanted to say, I mean, you used to be a teacher and I think you're a different kind of teacher now that's from one teacher to another. And I love that there's these, um, different modalities that you use. Like I loved watching your YouTube videos because I saw you 
physically do some things that I was like, oh, that's how the container concept works, like in real life. But I loved hearing about it first. So you do all these different ways of communicating with people. And I just wanted to say that people always say how much you've helped them and how much, you know, you've changed their lives. For me, I feel like I had all these different tools and I kind, you know, I knew how to use this tool and this tool and this tool. And then I put them all in the box and they were there. But then like, I don't know, I'm getting to like build something new that's just mine, you know, in yeah. and 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 focusing on that. And I think that's really powerful. And I I wanted to say thank you. I really wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So what do you love about being a kindred spirit? You know, I'm not as much on Facebook. I do like, this was really fun. Like I was so excited when I got the email. Um, I like going on there. I learn a lot from other people. And so, and people are just so nice and accepting of other people. Like I am so impressed that you have built help build this community of people and somehow these people come together and that community follows an intentionality that is very much about we're here to help each other we're not here to we're here to support we're here to say that's your before and after picture it's not like oh that's your before picture and that's you think you make progress it's nothing like that yeah and so i think that that's really amazing well i think so many of us have experienced the negative version of what you just said, you know, like the, the being embarrassed to say that this is progress or whatever, because of people, you know, not being kind about it. And so it's like, Oh, what a relief that it's a place where you can actually, because you've got, there's so many steps along the way before and after picture. I mean, there's just so many steps. And if you don't celebrate every single step, then you'll never get to the end if you're overwhelmed. So, and they're your cheerleaders and they we all use the same words to describe the same kinds of things. And so you have someone that sees something and they're really excited for you where, you know, if you call your best friend to come over, it's like, they're not going to notice that anything changed until a couple of years from now, you know, mm-hmm. or when they see you, you know, going to the Goodwill 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you say your, how much more do you like your house now? Like what ways has your overall life changed because of the decluttering work that you've done? I think um, maybe it's because when I turn 50, I don't know, no comment. Um, I'll be 50 next year. So I have less than a year. (laughs) It wasn't a midlife crisis. I think it Mm -hmm. was uh, prioritizing. Mm -hmm. So I think that through decluttering, I've I've actually put into practice right now is the most important me and my husband our family he and I that's our family and we are the most important and I have a lot of stuff and I don't I still have a lot of stuff but I I want to just use it yeah and I want to be able to get to it and um so I think that's really made the big difference is like Putting it into practice has been kind of like both a mental 
physicality and also to, I mean, everyone has their own belief system, but for me, it just feels like it's creating a calmer environment into which to work and live and play. Yeah. And so I think that decluttering and, and also for somehow, um, you're, you know, kind of in your mind, in my mind, it's just that everyday kind of little stuff, like, especially with the little donate box, you know, it's like, oh, I just see something and I'm like there, or I'm like, I used the pen the other day at work and it was dead. And I just about put it back and in the like, thing. Oh, the trash can's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mindset shift is huge. When you start to notice yourself being like, oh, wait, I am actually different now. Like I actually catch things. I don't just put everything off until later when I'm, you know, maybe things will be different. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just one thing I'd like to say also to the folks out there is it's like, this has only come with practice and not giving up and, you know, or giving up and then just coming back and restarting. Yes. Like no judgment, no whatever, just let's restart and move forward. And I think that um, it's like going to the gym or something like you have to get in that habit and so this was not a miraculous, like overnight change, but it was, it's so been worth the process up to now. And I'm really excited with it going forward that it just is integrating. It just makes sense to me. Your yeah. way of doing things just makes sense. Yeah. And that momentum is real. That momentum is, is real and it gets easier and easier, I think. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate what you had to share. And I think people are really going to be helped by it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Okay. Didn't y'all love that conversation? Thought it was a great conversation. So let's go declutter things, even things that are like, wait, that's cool but there's not a place for it in my house, right? All right. So uh, don't forget, if you would like to be a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. And if you are interested in finding a decluttering coach, don't forget that I have trained and certified coaches in my method. I have trained them at declutteringcoaches.com. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.